Welcome to Watershed's March podcast. My name's Mark Cosgrove and I'm the head of programme here at Watershed. I've just got back from the Berlin Film Festival. The lineup promised an abundance of riches, particularly with some European auteurs hopefully coming back on form. Most prominently for me in the potential stakes was Swedish director Lucas Moodison. His earlier films breathed a freshness into European cinema. His international breakthrough films such as Show Me Love from 1998 and Together from 2000 were warm, tender dramas of human connection. Underpinning them was an optimistic, almost naive belief in the possibilities of human nature. His third film, Lilia Forever, hinted at a darker side, but the warmth still spilled from the screen. After that, the darkness seemed to envelop and extinguish all possibility of hope. His films from there on in were much bleaker visions. So with his new film Mammoth in main competition at the Berlin Alley, there was, at least for me, the tantalising possibility of a return to form for a director who is clearly talented. Unfortunately, he seems to have replaced Hollywood and saccharin for humanitarian and optimistic. I wrote more about this in my blog from Berlin, which you can read at dshed.net forward slash festival diaries forward slash Berlin underscore 09. But I raise it here for two reasons. First, to illustrate the peculiar world that a film programmer such as I occupy, wanting and desiring directors and films to deliver so that they can be put in front of audiences. My second reason, though, is to try to illustrate a point that watching films is about watching and following filmmakers and trends in world cinema. So watching Mammoth is not about watching one film, but about watching it in relationship to a body of work. Whether or not this is appropriate is an arguable point, but one I would be happy to argue about. Surely I hear you say, let us determine, that's you, the audience, and I include myself from time to time. When the film gets released, and I would suspect it will, after all it stars Gail Garcia Bernal and is in English language, I'll be interested in hearing what you think about the film and we can return to the argument about appropriateness. Back at the festival, smaller was most definitely better. Films such as Can Go Through Skin from Holland and The Happiest Girl in the World from Romania were two which stood out. However, in UK terms, they present significant problems, having no stars, not being in English, that there is every possibility they will not get picked up for distribution. What does this, I often think, mean for film culture in the UK? Should we worry about this? I think so, but then that's my job. What happens next for me is to track the films to see if they do actually get bought for distribution and if not, to look at ways of getting them into some cinemas in the UK. Keep watching this space. Whilst I was at the festival, I got into a discussion about 3D. I don't know if you're following things out there about 3D in the film industry, but basically the argument goes... It is going to transform cinema in very profound ways. If you are older, you may well remember 3D first time round. This was in the mid-late to late 50s, when cinema was taking a big hit from competition from television. How do you compete with telly? You play to your strengths and make the screen bigger and the experience more dynamic. Thus, a host of widescreen formats developed the likes of VistaVision, CinemaScope and also 3D. If you've ever seen House of Wax, 
Warner Brothers' first 3D film from 1953. You'll remember Vincent Price standing outside the aforementioned house, banging a bouncing ball on a string on a bat straight at you. All the films had gimmicks which launched themselves into the audience. It, like everything else, was a fad. And by everything else, I mean things like smell-o-vision, orange-smelling liquid poured down guttering at the side of the cinema auditorium when somebody was ripping an orange open on screen, even skeletons coming out of the wings at appropriate moments to scare the bejesus out of the audience. If you want to find out more, I recommend Joe Dante's wonderful homage to the period called Matinee, starring John Goodman from 2000. I've kind of always been in the camp that 3D's a fad. However, a number of people have been telling me in very impassioned ways about this latest version. I'm aware the technology has significantly developed, particularly the glasses, which for the viewer was always a problem. In some quarters of the film business, it is being described as the revolution. Legendary producer Jeffrey Katzenberg, creator of Shrek, is positively messianic, and James Cameron's Avatar, scheduled for release at the end of this year, will, the argument continues, finally create the critical mass in the audience and the screens. Thing is, it is no longer cinema versus television. It is about a way of viewing both. 3D television is happening. Goddard's great distinction between cinema and television, you look up at the cinema, you look down at the television, no longer applies as we have increasingly flatter, bigger screens in our rooms. And so, in the spirit of research, I took the kids to see the new Pixar film Bolt in 3D. And it works. There is a depth to the image which feels comfortable and natural. It is no longer about events in contrived ways, the ball popping out at you, but about a way of viewing the screen surface, an immersive space even. And so back to my discussion in Berlin, my view is that if cinema, in essence a two-dimensional plane, can create the illusion of three dimensions without being effects-driven, it could take off. I, for example, would like to see The Class, which we are screening at the moment, a small, intimate drama in three dimensions, that you have a spatial relationship in the classroom which is non-intrusive but precisely enhances reality. I'm sure the spiritual godfather of film criticism and the nouvelle vague, André Bazin, would agree. His seminal writings on cinema described a line of filmmaking which created a truth to space. He applauded and celebrated such directors as Jean Renoir and Austin Wells for their filmmaking which through camera movement, Renoir, and depth of field, Wells, opened up a more intense relationship with reality. 3D in its new incarnation seems to me no longer about gimmicks, but simply an extension of a way of viewing. Watch this space in all its dimensions. Till the next time, thanks.